If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down. Welcome to Slow the Fuck Down Show. Time to take a break from your fast-paced life. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode, we choose a theme and explore different stories, skills, and songs to help you deal with the cluster cuss that is life and the ongoing stress of the pandemic. On today's episode, slow the fuck down with taking yourself too seriously. Get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. By the end of the episode, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. Taking yourself too seriously is when you've overfocused your thoughts to the extent where you lose sight of the bigger picture. This leaves you feeling tired, jaded, and stuck in your own head. It can feel like all the joy's been sucked out of life. Sometimes we just need to take a step back, accept there's a bigger picture, and be gentler with ourselves. If you just took a big exhale with us, you're in the right place and we dedicate today's show to you. So when I think of taking myself too seriously, I think of when I was a little girl because I was the most serious fucking child ever. (laughs) I was a buzzkill of a child. I was not one of those fun, fairy, free children. Everything was a big fucking deal to me and I wanted to be grown up. And grown-ups are serious, so I was very serious. And I even took silly things really seriously. Like, for a while, I was convinced that I must be a witch and that I must be able to truly communicate with animals and butterflies. And so, But I took that really fucking seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little, little serious Liz. It took a long time for me to overcome being too serious. I mean... <laughs> It took well into my late 30s. (laughs) I'm laughing out of embarrassment. So Elizabeth and I pride ourselves in providing a high quality, professional sounding podcast. And one of the ways we take ourselves too seriously, and I, I don't know if it's just like the universe fucking with us, but every time we go to record this podcast, the neighbor's dog starts barking. And how many dogs do they have? Three tiny dogs. Three tiny dogs. We hit record and then someone throws something in the yard and they just start losing it. We've been in a meeting for four hours and they just started barking. (laughs) I'm really going to try to not take it too seriously, but it bums me out because on almost every episode, you can hear dogs barking in the background and it really bums me out. And I mean, you know, we have all this great equipment and I've got my beautiful healing space and I don't have a closet with a door like Casey does my my closet actually faces the window of the barking dogs so I can't even like go into a closet sorry slow down fans (laughs) please accept us as we are I guess I'm just gonna have to build an entire recording studio (laughs) because I take this podcast seriously One of my biggest aha moments when I realized I was taking myself too seriously was in my last job. I was with that company for eight and a half years, and it wasn't until my seventh year that I took a sick day. Holy crap. Right? I don't know if it was like residual expectations of perfect attendance in high school, because that was a thing too. I would not miss a day of school. I carried that into my professional life, and I remember 
when I finally called off, it wasn't because I was sick. It was because I needed a mental health day. I remember telling that to my supervisor and having all this fear around it and being like, oh my God, it's been seven years. If I take off a day of work, all of my clients are going to lose their success and my schedule's going to be so jam-packed. I'm never going to be able to, like I had all of these stories going on. And then I remember I asked her, I was like, hey, I need to take this day off for mental health reasons. And she was like, yeah, okay, enjoy. <laughs> you were taking yourself more seriously than your boss was. Right. Yeah. Right. And I just remember being like, oh, wow. Yeah, Case, like self-check. But it's so easy because those narratives that played out in my head have been there for a long time and they were subconscious. You know, they started at an early age and have just kind of continued into my 20s. I think taking yourself too seriously is directly connected with a survival instinct. Your survival instinct is directly connected to your stress response. So I know that I was so serious as a child because I had constant fear going on. I had huge abandonment issues. So I wanted to be as good, as perfect, as lovable as possible to keep my parents there, to keep myself being cared for. So for me, taking myself too seriously was completely connected to my survival. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Obviously, that's all freaking subconscious. I didn't know that that's what was going on. But upon, you know, 20 years of therapy and reflection, I figured it out. Because, y'all, I had four therapists tell me that I took myself too seriously. Did you hire a fifth? No, I'm just kidding. Right? There is no escaping it. When your therapist tells you either you take yourself too seriously or you take personal growth too seriously. I actually had a therapist tell me that. Fuck, man. I mean, I think it's great to be so dedicated and truly serious. I mean, obviously, Casey and I take the healing and coaching work we do with people very seriously. But there is a point where that crosses over and becomes detrimental to ourselves. And like Casey said in the intro, right, it feels like all the joy is sucked out of it. And something that she and I are so super conscious of in our private practices, our group programs in this podcast is to take these very serious things and to shine light onto them, to bring lightness, lightheartedness to these serious subjects. For me, I much rather grow in an atmosphere of fun, of light, of humor, of relief. The whole gist of the work we do is to bring light into the darkness. I know that for myself, when I'm taking myself too seriously, there is a heaviness inside of me. There is a tension and a heaviness in my chest and a kind of a, an inner dragged down feeling that is the total opposite <laughs> of light and lightheartedness and energy moving. For me as an energy healer, healing is energy moving, energy moving forward and taking myself too seriously. All the energy just comes to a standstill. It's a dead end. It's a stop. Energy moves in four ways, push, pull, stop, allow. They're all important. But when we feel that stuckness, that's when we're in a stop energy too long and it turns to the dark side. When I find myself taking myself too seriously, when I catch myself, taking myself too seriously. I notice that I'm not breathing. Most of the time, as soon as I catch that, I'll go, oh. and then my body just takes this big exhale. And then I realize that my thoughts have just been racing nonstop. And a telltale sign is like, have you ever done the thing where you have a narrative in your head where you're criticizing other people and you're making up stories and then 
And then you catch yourself and you're like, wait, I'm taking myself way too seriously right now. I mean, I've never done that. Oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> I'll be like picking at things or picking at people. And it feels like all of the energy is just up in my head and not at all from like my neck below. Or I find that if I'm not picking at other people and picking at myself, right? I remember catching myself in a thought process where I was just taking my day way too seriously. I was being really hard on myself and I stopped and I was like, Case, no one's grading you right now. You live by yourself. All of this that's going on right now is in your mind. Nobody cares. And I say nobody cares in such a loving way because even that phrase can kind of help add that like, ah, that soothingness and gentleness because a lot of the things that we worry about that we think other people care about, they actually don't. Yeah. And that brings me back to a touchstone for me, which is there's three types of thoughts, thoughts that hurt, thoughts that heal, and neutral thoughts. I'm either thinking thoughts about myself, someone else, the world that hurt or thoughts that heal or feel good or help. So if they're not at least neutral or healing, loving thoughts, then they're just hurting me. And so when I get caught in that trap of taking myself far too seriously, I'd say first, what's happening for me now is that I'm so aware of the somatic sensations, right? So like for you, you're not breathing. For me, everything gets really tight and tense and there's a heaviness on my chest. And, you know, I think since we opened the love school and got it going, like my somatic awareness has jumped up to fucking 11. I am in the position of responsibility holding this acute somatic awareness for others. So all my spidey senses are up and I'm really, really feeling the way that I take myself too seriously, that victim consciousness creeps in. That's a huge one for me and for any of us with PTSD or who had abusive childhoods that can really whoo, come in. But now that I know what it feels like so acutely, it makes it easier and faster to be like, oh, taking myself too seriously again. Got it. And so I can kind of breathe deeply, let go of that tension and shift into, okay, I'm thinking thoughts that are hurting me. I'm going to shift over either neutral, neutral's fine, or to healing thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting when you were talking about how your body feels like it's super tight, like everything's tight. I, I noticed on my end, I just kind of relaxed everything. And I was like, oh, when you're that tight and tensed, there's no room for anything else. And that's what it feels like when you're taking yourself too seriously. Like you're so tight and rigid that you just have to like oh, create room. That's how people just plow through life, right? And that's why we want to help you to slow down. Because if you just keep going on automatic pilot, do, 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 go, go, go so fast, you don't even notice <laughs> what you're really doing, what your motivations are, that you're taking yourself too seriously, pushing yourself too hard. And this is just another reason why slowing down is so important in your life. I think the best universal way that I have found to break the tightness and the tension around taking yourself too seriously is humor. I remember being around a fire and they were passing this talking stick. Have you used a talking stick before, Elizabeth? I went to the Barbara Brennan School of Healing, so I've used a talking stick a few hundred times. <laughs> okay, okay. You probably know the etiquette around the talking stick. You're supposed to take the talking stick and just talk for a little bit and then pass the stick on. In this situation, most of the people did that and then one person got the talking stick. And the prompt was like, Share an intention you have 
for the upcoming year. And this person got the talking stick and was like, well, it all started when I was three years old. And everyone's like, what? And proceeded to just give this like bibliography of, of his, his entire life story. <laughs> Two minutes go by, five minutes go by, 10 minutes go by. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And everything in me, I'm thinking of like, this circle isn't being facilitated properly. Well, it wasn't. Right. I'm like, I'm like, this guy doesn't realize that he's literally just like taking up everybody's time. And you know, the event was supposed to be over in a little bit. All of these thoughts are going through my head and I'm finding myself and I, as I'm telling the story, I'm feeling like tense, 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 tense. And then all of a sudden, one of the guys in the circle is sitting there cross-legged and just farts and it was like at this crescendo moment of this now 30 minute story it was perfectly timed i started laughing so hard that i couldn't breathe as i was laughing my whole body just like relaxed and all of those thoughts that i had and how upset i was about the situation and you know how judgy i was being just like went away and i was like thank god for fart humor i mean i grew up with all boys so it's, it's never not funny casey does love a good fart joke I love that you're just like this beautiful goddess creature and you have such a raunchy dude bro side to you. <laughs> but I appreciate it so much because it was just like, I mean, if you could have seen me, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And it was just like, and everyone just lost it. Well, yeah, that broke the tension. It broke the tension. And, and as humor often does. So humor does totally break the tension. I mean, a good laugh actually has great short and long-term effects. I mean, some of the short-term effects of laughter, it lightens your load mentally and it actually induces physical changes in your body. It can stimulate organ function because it enhances your intake of oxygen-rich air, stimulates your heart, lungs, muscles, increases endorphins that are released by your brain. So we love humor for really good <laughs> physiological reasons. It's good for your health. When endorphins are released, that means that your brain has made that switch out of the stress response and into the relaxation response which decreases your heart rate, your blood pressure, and you get that good relaxing feeling. And it has a long-term effects. Like you mentioned, most people know laughter improves your mood. It can increase your personal satisfaction, but it can also help relieve pain. And it does this by causing the body to produce its own natural painkillers in the form of endorphins. So the endorphins are released by the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland. This group of peptide hormones relieves pain and creates a general feeling of well-being. And laughter also helps improve your immune system. So negative thoughts manifest into chemical reactions that can affect your body by bringing more stress into your system and that actually decreases your immunity. On the contrary, positive thoughts can actually release neuropeptides that help fight against stress and other serious illnesses. Yeah, I can definitely back that up because I have had so many injuries, surgeries, you know, I've spent a lot of time recovering and dark humor works well for me in those situations as well as you know just having funny movies on i forget about you know the pain in my foot the pain in my back the pain in my gut it's not just that i'm distracted it's that i'm switching the chemical production in my brain yeah that's one of my favorite things about nurses i have a lot of friends who are nurses and they're really good at making people laugh and what better time to have someone make you laugh when you're in the hospital or recovering from something yeah i mean the only way i got through 40 years of anxiety and depression was by also having a really great sense of humor 
for sure. For sure. There's study that show that people are more attracted to each other when they laugh together and that a back and forth banter is this co-creative endeavor. So it can be a sign of compatibility and romance. And I know my man and I laugh every single day. We have been together for nearly 14 years and there has never been a day where he hasn't made me laugh. And it does make me way more attracted to him. <laughs> He's a really brilliant man. He's very serious about gender equality. He's an amazing ally. And he has that ability to bring light in the darkness. And when I get too serious or when we're facing a serious situation, he just has that amazing ability to bring light in and make me laugh and point out the absurdity. And he's a great teacher of humor as a healing tool and humor to shine that light in the darkness. And it is definitely a big part of why I still want to be with him. I like how you bring up that you can hold both because I think a lot of times people would shy away from humor because they're like, no, no, this is a serious thing. We, we have to really be serious about this. And you're like, no, actually you can simultaneously be both. Yeah, I think the women in the love school are really enjoying it because it's super serious personal growth work, but we laugh the whole time we're together. So they're seeing that you can do serious things in a lighthearted way and that it actually honors the personal growth work more and moves them forward in their transformation faster because we're not bogged down. It's a real skill set, holding the seriousness, the preciousness, the gravity of the suffering of life is important to be able to do. And it's important to be able to hold the humor, the light, the silly, the lightheartedness, or else you'll just stay stuck in one aspect of what it is to be human. To have a full experience of being human, you got to let yourself not only sit in the darkness, but play in the light. It's a both and. And over the years of me mastering energy, of which seems to be a never-ending lifelong process, it is letting myself play in that light more and more and more without ignoring, pushing away the darkness, but being in both, being able to switch between the dark and the light, the dark and the light, and hold them at the exact same time. And that ripples out into every part of your life because there will always be darkness and suffering as long as you're in a human body. So you've got to get good at bringing in the light or you're just going to be a real bummer to everybody. You're just not going to get invited to parties anymore. People are not going to want to hang out with you. It's like the, the Debbie Downer SNL skit. Womp womp. Yes, exactly. I founded the Happy Woman Academy and every survey shows that people want happiness, but then they also judge it. They think that if you're happy, you must be ignoring or ignorant to the world's problems. And it is just the opposite. True happiness comes from acknowledging the cluster cuss and the shit that is humanity and that humanity gets mixed up in and still being able to bring in the light and the humor and not get bogged down. To me, <laughs> living a happy life is a really advanced skill, especially when you add PTSD and anxiety and depression into the mix. It becomes even more important. I just want to enjoy myself as much as humanly possible. And if I'm taking myself too seriously, I'm just, as you said in the beginning, sucking the life out of my own life. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, I'm sucking that joy out of it. And I want to infuse my life with joy, not suck the joy out of my life. So having that ability to hold the serious with the joy, with the light has become an important way for me to live my life. And that's why we do what we do. Obviously, there's so much more we could say about this topic, just like all of our amazing topics. So keep listening to our show. And you know, if you ever have a burning question, you can jump on our Patreon page now, patreon.com slash slow the F down show. And you can submit your question because we're going to be doing monthly live Q and A's on there because all of our topics are so rich and deep and we would love to share more wisdom and commune with you. So as Casey has taught me, Patreon is a very special place to be able to do that. And you can look at the four tiers on Patreon. We have the snail, tortoise, sloth, and blue whale tiers. And they all include different amazing goodies. At the sloth level, which is only $19.19 a month, we give you the amazing goodie of our super slowdown stress release class that happens over Zoom the second Saturday of every month where you get to slow down and release the stuck pain and stress from inside your body, emotions, and mind and feel so much better. So be sure to go check that out, patreon.com slash slow the F down show. So after a word from our sponsor, then you'll get to hear your slow down interview, slow down song, and you'll get your slow down skill. Hey, slow down fan, it's me, Mother Nature. You know what needs to slow down? Climate change. Maybe you're one of the lucky humans who isn't feeling the effects of climate change, but millions of lives are directly impacted right now by floods, famine, and malaria is on the rise because mosquitoes like it hot. Warmer temperatures and shifting weather patterns are worsening air quality, leading to asthma attacks and other respiratory and cardiovascular health effects in America and globally. Climate change is something you can take more seriously. And now for your slow down interview. Today, we are excited to have Michael Thomas on our show. Michael is the executive director for My Possibilities, an organization that provides continued education, therapy, and job placement support for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. He is a disabilities advocate and voice for the nonprofit community in North Texas. Native to Dallas and a graduate of Southern Methodist University, he currently resides in Plano, Texas with his wife, Julie, and their twin boys, Jackson and Maxwell. Welcome to the show, Michael Thomas. Thanks for having me. And I left out my three massive dogs and a lizard. It's it's just a zoo. <laughs> well, especially since you live in a zoo, Michael, can you share with our slowdown fans how slowing down has helped you? Yeah, it's funny. Um, we actually moved in the midst of the pandemic. That was not a that was not a slowdown suggestion. It was happening, um, but we moved to uh, a spot that has a massive, just tons, tons, and tons of, of grass and trees in the backyard. And there really was some value in this past year uh, being in a place where you could just step outside and sit down and just breathe and look around and take a few minutes to not be focused or dedicated to anything specifically. And I've done a tremendous amount of that in uh, in the last probably nine months or so. 
Nice. So your very surroundings give you some space to slow down in. We were supposed to do this interview two hours ago, and, and we were so needing of nature that when I logged in, I was I was in the middle of a creek, like with water up to my shins, because we are we we fully immerse ourselves in uh, nature and parks and creeks as often as possible. We did a little bit of that before, but I would say an abundance now because that's become way more important to us. Um, that time is important. Well, Mother's Nature is the sponsor of Slow the F Down Show, and so I know she appreciates that you spend so much quality time with her. She's delightful. I, I wanted to know I'm sorry about what's happening. Um, I, I don't feel like I personally had a ton to do with it, but we're doing our best to not do worse. So, But thank you for sponsoring the show, Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> and so this pandemic has caused a lot of us to slow down in a lot of different ways, and it seems like you kind of aligned to a space where you had a lot of nature and you were able able to slow down. Has the pandemic caused you to slow down in any other ways? Yeah, I'm the irony here is that I'm I'm the least slowy down person on the planet and I think my staff would lose it if they found out that I was talking about slowing down because that's not that is not what I'm I'm known for. To use a baseball analogy, I like to, you know, when a batter goes up like 10 times, the greatest batters in the history of the sport strike out 7 times and and they'll hit 3 and maybe one of those goes over the wall. And so my thought has always been I like to have 10 things going uh, at any given time and that's not just me it's organizationally <laughs> projects all over the place and ideas and new things and it drives a lot of people crazy because it's a lot to take on and boy the pandemic was like hey how about you remove almost all of those things off your plate immediately and focus on you know one thing keeping the organization afloat and so yeah that slowed everything down uh, a construction project stopped completely a couple of new ideas off the table completely and we are really we're still slowly ramping back up i don't know if we ever get back to the pace uh that we were on before so to some degree uh, the world sort of checked the reality of, of whether or not our organization and staff and uh, would, would be able to manage 20 25 different things all going on at once so doesn't mean it will ramp up a little bit i mean there, we may go from one thing maybe back to four or five but yeah no we're, we're i don't think we'll ever see the pace uh, pre-pandemic it sounds to me like you were schooled a little bit there yeah, humbled. I think we all were to some degree. And that's the beauty, if you can say the beauty of the pandemic. We call it the silver lining of the very dark cloud that we are all still under. Yeah. But we really do try. And honestly, how this podcast was even born was to help people find the silver lining in this very dark time. Absolutely. We all know people that have lost people. And in many cases, there was no thought previously that that person was someone we may not see in a week or a month or a few months. So I do think that's something that the pandemic humbled all of us and, and let us uh, to some degree acknowledge how fragile existence is and, and really pay attention to moments and minutes and, and uh, the time we have. So one thing that I'm not back around to yet, I'm a massive extrovert. I'm a hugger too. It's been like, I, I oh, just want to hug people and I want to hug everybody. And right now I can't, I really want to throw a hug party. Now's obviously not the time, but it's because of that, the, the lacking connection um, to, to people and humanity and the things that have just been sort of diminished in my, at least in my world, uh, so much more apparent how important that connectivity is. I, I would love to say, let's just rush back into normal, but it, this is one of those times where just taking it every, every minute uh, as slow as possible and just waiting for it to be safe to get back to normal. Yeah, thanks for that wisdom. 
that's the first time anybody's ever said I, I provided wisdom. So thank you. That's something I'm going to take with me today. I cannot wait to tell my wife, my family. They're going to be so proud of me. <laughs> she's going to hear this episode and, and she's going to know, you know, even more of the treasure she has. <laughs> Thanks. I know that this has been super hard on extroverts and I'm an ambivert. Anyone who sees me out would think I'm an extrovert. I used to say I can be inside three days at a time and not notice. And now I know I can be inside for a year and not notice. <laughs> <laughs> it has shown me just how much of an introvert I am, even more so than I thought. But yeah, I know for extroverts, I feel for all my, my extroverts people because this is crushing. Yeah, I find such beauty and just awesomeness in other humans. And uh, it is not that the people around me are not that. It's just uh, constantly reminded how great the world is when you're around people that are like that. That's kind of has always been sort of a mantra of mine is just making sure no matter where I am that I'm, I'm surrounding myself with great people that are doing great things. And as a result, you typically end up seeing more great stuff and being a part of more great stuff and i'm just gonna throw hug parties like weekly it's just everybody come on over just hang out and hug. once it's safe yeah safe we'll, we'll be down in texas so so when it's safe and you have a hug party we'll make sure to come up to plano well I'm, I'm throwing a hug party when you're in texas i don't even know when that is but i can promise you i'll have one <laughs> what slowdown advice do you have for others one of the things that i've spent a lot of time doing uh i'm not a big reader i'm, I'm an audi audible person. I have, I have to have my book spread to me because uh, if I have a, a big one in my hands, I open it up. I just, I'm out. My brain just disappears. But I've read a lot more, started to read more about other people's existences, their worlds, what it was like historically. And I've just, for me, it has put things in perspective, how brief and I don't want to say insignificant <laughs> our, our existence is while we're here, but spending our time on this planet in the hustle and bustle of the material world feels like a complete waste. When I slowed down, that for me has become apparent. I would rather have uh, a moment of conversation and a place to, a safe place to be and, and safety for my, my family than, than any car, house, boat, plane, whatever. And uh, I think our specifically Americans are so conditioned to chase that. And it's so backwards. Slowing down has made that more apparent for me. Wow. Well, I just heard more wisdom there, Elizabeth. Did you? I heard more wisdom too, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> I just read that from a guy's, uh, I just verbatim just read it from someone else's book. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I couldn't agree more. This whole pandemic has, and the slowdown has really caused people to look at what matters and what doesn't and how we spend our time and who we spend it with. And we homeschool our boys too. If I wasn't beholden and so committed to the work that we do at our organization, I can feel the calling of the drive and find a way to, to provide on the road. Like I can, I see the appeal in that, not in a position to do it. Trying to do that as much as possible is now on, you know, is now on the agenda. Anytime there's a three-day weekend, we got to get up and go do something and, and be a part of the world. So yeah, beautiful. 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 Michael, do you have a favorite slowdown song? Yes. Mine are weird though, uh, because I, I listen to anything but country and I'm from Texas. So that feels, sounds weird. Believe it or not, everybody, there's a lot of Texans that cannot stand country music. <laughs> I'm one of them. Uh, I have a classical piece that I go to. It's known as the Rock Three, which is Rachmaninoff's third piano concerto. If you've ever seen the movie Shine, it is kind of highlighted in that movie. That would be the classical route. And then if I'm feeling a little bit more upbeat, but still want to slow down, I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but there's a song called Cantaloupe Island by Herbie Hancock. That one's also famous because it was sampled in 
turned into a rap song in the 90s, but his version doesn't have words. That's actually what those two songs have in common. When I'm slowing down, I don't want to hear anybody singing words or lyrics or I just want music. I'm the same way. I prefer my slowdown music to not have lyrics, but we have a great mix. So slowdown fans, we will be posting links to the Rachmaninoff song and Cantaloupe Island on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash slow the F down show, or on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash slow the F down show. Is there anything that you would like to advocate or promote in terms of my possibilities? Yeah, our organization has a small business business that is online and we ship product to all 50 states. We have a little company called Soap Hope, S-O-A-P-H-O-P-E.com. It's a place where you can buy pretty much any natural cleaning product that you would probably be buying at the store anyway, but instead you would be buying it from a, a small nonprofit driven business uh, that employs people with disabilities. So all of the orders are picked, packed, shipped by adults with autism, Down syndrome, traumatic brain injury, that sort of thing. So it's kind of hard to pull all of your soap buying out of your traditional grocery store trips. But if you're willing to try, <laughs> that's that's the website for you. But we have a very willing audience that wants to support you. So now they have a way to do it. So soaphope.com will have a link to that on our Facebook page and Patreon page. Awesome. Thank you for that. Michael, thank you so much for sharing your slowdown wisdom and for all the wonderful work you do at mypossibilities.org. The people of Texas are very lucky to have you. <laughs> that was wonderful. And now for your slowdown skills. So this is one of my all-time favorite skills. Uh, YouTube is free. So what I do is I've created a folder called laughter. And I have on there only videos that actually make me laugh out loud. Like there's a lot of stuff on the internet, but when you come across something that just like makes you laugh until you can't breathe, I, I put it on there. Or it's just something that's exceptionally funny. And at the end of the day, I don't want to think about anything serious. I want to like end my day with something lighthearted. And so I will go to this folder and I will click it, especially if I've had a really challenging day and like clockwork every single time it makes me laugh. And it's, it's custom tailored to my humor. So for your slowdown fans, I'm going to give you a little taste of some of the stuff in my folder. You can feel free to take it, use it for yourself or toss it. You ready? Okay. Some of my go-tos are JP Sears, Trey Kennedy, Weird Al, Monty Python, Julie Nolke, Parks and Rec, Portlandia, SNL is a huge one, and I will I will do particular cast members like Kate McKinnon, and I'll, I'll put like best of Kate McKinnon, and then all of her stuff will show up there, and I'll save that too. So that's some ideas in case you're liking my flavor of humor, but definitely do this one, create your own, customize it, it, it works every time. Elizabeth, what do you have for your slowdown skill? You know, sometimes you just can't go it alone. You need a little help to stop taking yourself too seriously. And that can be a great time to reach out to one of the people in your life that is the person that makes you laugh the most. Whether you're able to see them in person or just meet with them over Zoom, reach out to them and set up a time that you can get together 
and have a good belly laugh. I have a couple people in my life that would fall under that category, and I'm very thankful for them. Yeah, I realize that I collect people that have an amazing sense of humor. We can get really dark and really light, and I love that about my friends. So give your favorite funny person a text or a call and meet with them ASAP. If you love our show, become a patron. You'll get tons of goodies. Go to patreon.com slash slow the F down show and pick the tier that feels best to you. Thank you so much for your love and support. If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down.